Here we go. The day before the Christmas weekend holiday. I am not Chad Harbin. My name is Adam Carter. I co-host 9 to noon with Jordana Green, who I tried to get to stick around for another three hours. We could reunite the the group. And uh, she said no. She's got better things to do. She's getting out of town. Uh, Chris Tubbs back at the uh, ranch there, keeping things in check. Um, uh, airing of grievances today. That's where we're starting. Yes, of course, we want to get to the uh, the positivity of the holidays. I like I said, Chris, you know this. I'm I'm full of positivity. I love the Christmas spirit. I've, it is had, brimming out of you. It brimming is, out of me. Yes. It's, it's, it's over. My cup runneth over with positivity. Anybody who knows me for any period of time knows that's the truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ten pounds of joy in a five-pound bag. That's Carter. right. Um, and we'll, there'll be plenty of positivity this weekend. We'll be airing Christmas music here on, on The Good Neighbors, which we always do. And I love it. And But before we get that, we've got to cleanse ourselves. Because today is the, uh, is the mythical holiday... Well, it started out uh, as a mythical holiday, but I think it's a real holiday now, Festivus. Of course, Seinfeld gave us Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us. We had the uh, feats of strength, we've got the metal pole, uh, but the biggest part of Festivus is the airing of grievances. So today, to kick off, to cleanse ourselves in time for the holiday weekend, it is the airing of grievances. If you forgot about it, here's a little sampling from Seinfeld. A Festivus for the rest of us! (laughs) And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Here we go. So the airing of grievances. Let's go. 651-461-9226. That's the phone line. I'd appreciate a phone call, uh, but you can text. So I'll start it. I've got some grievances, and I'm just going to start with the text right off the bat. Because uh, we do a little thing on the 9 to Noon show now. We do the uh, Friday Rewind. Dave Josephson, our producer, does a great job of piecing together some of the highlights from the show. And right at the end of today's Friday Rewind was a little segment that happened earlier this week when Jordana and I were taking texts, and we got two texts in a row, uh, one suggesting that she got that Jordana has cancer because she's a Democrat, and then another one that was just filthy anti-Semitic crap and i went off and it was a natural reaction and they replayed that in the friday segment so somebody is texted in now uh, you are equally as disgusting for the response you gave is that mature i hope wcco takes you off the air the best way for you to respond to that would have been not to read it here's a little clue texter if you're still listening we have a text line for a reason that's so we interact with the public i'm interacting to you now because you texted in that's the give and take of the show. That's why we have the City's One Talking text line. So I'm uh, responding to you. So, uh, no, I will not ignore texts like that. And then this person texts back, Jordana doesn't deserve that to be sure, but neither does the listening public. I will be calling WCCO management, and I hope they fire you. Call, texter. Please call and leave a message. And Merry Christmas to you. I hope they fire you. Call in. Call in right now. I'll talk to you. Uh, So that's my grievance against you. I will not apologize for what I said on the air. I will stick up for my coworker. I will uh, call out anti-Semitism with garbage that people text in thinking they can be, oh, anonymous, even though we have your phone number. 
I'm not sticking up for that. It's time to call that out. Too many people just uh, see it and go, eh, eh, well, that's a shame. No, time to call it out. So that's my first grievance. Sorry, got off a little hot there. My second grievance is uh, while I'm on a roll and can tick some more people off here, uh, anybody who still uh, thinks Donald Trump (laughs) is not a threat to democracy, uh, that's another airing of grievance. And, again, I'll say it for the thousandth time, just because I don't think Donald Trump was fit to be president nor is fit to hold office again does not mean that I'm a left-wing, loony, uh, anti-Republican. If the Republicans can't see the writing on the wall now and the brave ones who finally are turning against him because, oh, he's lost just about every election that he's been associated with, um, I can't help you. The, the January 6th report dropped today. That's what we call it, right, Chris? That's how the kids call it. They dr- the report dropped. Yeah, that's, the, uh, that's, that's what the uh, kids are saying. 816-some pages, and it points to one guy as responsible for January 6th. And stop with the partisan nature of the, uh, the committee. Every single, well, not every single, but a vast majority of the, uh, of the witnesses they talked to were Republican, diehard Trump, in most cases, inner circle people. So uh, if you can't cut the cord on Donald Trump after reading that report and realizing that it was a coordinated, coordinated attempt to stop an election, I can't help you. It's time to move on. Please, please. You got Ron DeSantis. You got other candidates who are very Trumpian, who are carrying many of his policies. It's fine, but move on. I, I love how you use, you, you use Trumpian as a verb, and that's very, that's impressive. Yeah. I never, I, I never, I never thought about that. Um, I, I'm going to go a little bit more in the pop culture realm, and I love Kevin Smith. I, I think he's a fantastic uh, director. I think he's a great actor. Of course, you know, he's known for Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy and, and Dogma. And I'm a big fan of the Clerks franchise. But spoiler coming down in three, two, one. Why did you kill off Dante? I don't, I, I, it, it just, it didn't make any sense. And two people had the same uh, calamity during the, during the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Randall suffered a heart attack. And then Dante suffered a heart attack. I, I just felt like they just kind of mailed it in because of the clerk's name. And I just, I'm, I'm so disappointed in Kevin Smith. I, I would have expected a little bit better. The, the cameos were great, but, man, Clerks 3 just – maybe it was my fault for expecting a little bit more out of Clerks 3, but I was just really disappointed. It may Six, be sad. 651-461-9226. We are cleansing ourselves. Again, uh, in the spirit of the Chad Hartman show, as he retweeted my tweet, uh, teasing the show, saying, what, we air grievances every day on the Chad Armour Show? Yes, of course. It's kind of the beauty of this show. We do it a little bit on 9, 9 to noon. Probably not as much as Chad does. But that's kind of what we do. We're cleansing our palate for the holiday season. You get it off your chest, right? It feels it feels good, doesn't it, Chris? You, you can't go into the new year feeling dirty and gunky on the inside. Right. You need. Yeah, you have to feel clean. It's you know, it's not like purifying yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, but, I mean, it's a close second. Um, old Man Winter, here's a grievance. Old Man Winter, hey, Old Man Winter, get bent. This is crazy. This weather is, uh, it's, 
this is a time when we should be moving around, getting excited to visit Grandma and Grandpa's house, getting excited to visit uh, family and friend, Kith and Kin. And <laughs> Kith and Kin. I haven't heard that since vacation. It's <laughs> a little t- nod to Christmas vacation. I like that. Well done. Um, but you can't, I mean, you're putting your life in danger traveling. And I'm not kidding about that. I mean, it's one thing to move around the cities, which is probably pretty difficult right now. I mean, who want, but a lot of people have to. Got to go to the store, probably last-minute shopping, last-minute grocery Gotta shopping. Got to go work. Um, work, yeah, people working. You you drove downtown. But uh, if, you're, have to, if you're contemplating going out of town, it's just not, not smart. I mean, you look at the map from MnDOT. South-central Minnesota, if you're in Mankato, how are you traveling? You can't, like, get out of Mankato. Like, every single highway and byway is closed in south-central Minnesota, and it's real. And, you know, we harp on uh, talking about the weather too much, but this is, like, uh, legit. It's not safe, and, oh, man, I cannot imagine if you got stuck, uh, the the panic and the fear. So please, by all means, um, listen to your uh, inner monologue saying we've got to <laughs> we've got to be safe here because it's just as fun to celebrate Christmas uh, a day after if you can't make it. Airing our grievances, it's festivus for the rest of us. Please, you got some, maybe you disagree with me a hundred percent. Saying you know what, Adam, you were way out of line. I'll take a call in and let me know that texter who I just wish the texter who wishes me fired. Call in, come on. Bring it at me, 651-461-9226. It's Festivus for the rest of us. We are airing our grievances on WCCL. Wham. What says Christmas more than wham? Last Christmas. This is uh, one of my best friend's favorite uh, songs. Phil Petta, this is for you. It is my number one go-to Christmas song. Not even ashamed. You, nor should you be. George Michael and the other guy. Great. That's right. <laughs> Whatever happened to the other guy? <laughs> I, mean, I, I can walk I into a bar that, and I, say, hey, I was the other guy in Wham. You know, it's like oh, the, you were. Yeah, yeah it's, man, it's like the, the three tenors. Down, like Domingo and one guy and the other guy. So, yeah. <laughs> we are airing our grievances. Adam Carter in for Chad today. Chris Tubbs in for uh, uh, Dave Harrigan. Uh, it's Festivus for the rest of us. We're airing our grievances today. Started out a little hot, and I appreciate the text supporting me, and I appreciate the texter who said I should be fired for it. Um, to each his own. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, as far as grievances, last night my hockey team wimped out instead of having post-game, be- post-game beers at the Blacktop Bar, also known as the parking lot. We went instead into an actual bar. How un-Minnesotan. Bravo. Yeah, the Blacktop Bar, the old uh, cracking a couple brewskis in the parking lot after men's hockey. Probably a little dangerous last night. I think that's a good move. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines. Mark is in South St. Paul, my favorite hometown, my only hometown. Mark, go ahead. Are you airing some grievances today? What do you got? Mm, Well, as I told you, producer, my grievance is the human race needs to get its head collectively out of its arrogant ass. Okay. I'm not talking Republicans. I'm not talking Democrats, liberals, conservatives. Mm-hmm. It's just that we, shall we say, self-delude ourselves to believing God knows whatever comes along the line. Okay. Do you well, have a specific thing? No. It's just 
I don't know. We can be so self-delusional about everything. Right. How many uh, do or don't believe yep. climate change? Yep. How many people believe uh, jet airlines are doing the uh, chemical spray things? Right. How many don't believe that the COVID virus is real? Yeah. Or just about name it. Yep. I hear you, Mark. Yeah, the, we've lost kind of our collective uh, belief system. We, we're, I mean, it's good to doubt things. But it's gotten out of hand now, where, like, you know, it used to be, you know, somebody has thoughts like that, they'd be shunned. Not shunned, but you'd be, oh, boy, that guy's kind of loony. Well, now there's lots of people like I mean, it's it's like contagious. Mark, thanks for the call. Uh, Lawrence in Wisconsin. Lawrence, where in Wisconsin? Hey, right? uh, I'm in Hayward. Hayward, lovely town. Uh, Freshwater Fishing yeah. Hall of Fame in Hayward, Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yep. What do you got? Absolutely. Um, you know, this Trump deal. You know, um, Donald Trump went into Washington. The Republicans hated him. The Democrats hated him. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, the bureaucrats hated him. Mm -hmm. He was a disruptor. People didn't like to get disrupted. Right. They got a good gig going there. Yeah. That's you know, true. When, yeah. You, when, you, when you're in Washington, uh, especially if you're elected, the ones with the most seniority have the most power. You show up as a freshman senator or a freshman congressman, you, you don't do anything. Nothing. You get people coffee. Yep. And all those guys shuffling around, right. you know, that are 85 years old, yeah. we need term limits. We've got to yes. get them out of there. Yes. I agree 100%, and I know where you're going with that, and I appreciate that. And the, the basic ideals of what you're saying, I agree with. That to term limits, there has to be uh, campaign finance reform, so these candidates aren't beholden to uh, lobbyists and special interest groups. I just think Donald Trump wasn't the right guy for that moment. And I mean, when you try to change the election, that to me is disqualifying. Lawrence in Wisconsin, thank you for, so much for that call. Beautiful spot in the country up there in Hayward, Wisconsin. Six five one four six one nine two two six airing our grievances uh, today on Festivus. Uh, we'll do our feats of strength later. If I said Chris Tubbs, uh, a feat of strength, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I am running the other way when there is confrontation because I can. No, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not really uh, much of an active person, so uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. That is a good question. What would, uh, what would your feats of strength I've be? shoveled. Well, but no, okay. I didn't. I should. I, I lied. I shoveled two days ago when we got the early stuff. Uh -huh. So yesterday, uh, this is not a grievance. My stepson Ryan took it upon himself to snow blow the driveway, and I was a little nervous because you know, young boy, uh, mm -hmm. you know, teenage boy, you know, they can damage things. They, you know, you get nervous, and there's rocks by here. I I shot a couple rocks out of my snowblower the other day, accidentally, and I was afraid that okay. he might do. He did a great job. Awesome. Was that, was that I mean, first first time that he had done it? First time he'd done it. Wow. He started mowing the lawn this summer. I mean, when you get to that point in life where you got somebody else mowing the lawn for you, oh, man. Now, did, did you have to like ask him, or did he just take nope, it upon himself? I didn't ask him at all because I was at work. And wow. I, said, I thought I would have to do it when I got home. I text, texted my wife. I said, hey, you going to help me um, shovel the driveway? And she said, Ryan's already on it. Sent me a picture. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Bravo. 651-461-9226, airing our grievances. Uh, talking about the weather in Mankato today. I got stranded in Mankato on Christmas Eve many years ago with my now wife. We had a place to stay, but no stores or gas stations were open, so we, whatever we could 
uh, whatever we could find. We ate whatever we could find, like pork and beans, to have our Christmas Eve dinner. How about that story? Could you imagine that? I mean, that is, like I said, that's a dangerous thing that you're going through. But what a memory. But we don't want people to have those kind of memories. Um, grievances, whining about politics and the terrible choices more folks should run. Seriously, Adam, George, Steve Simpson, most of the listeners would all be better. That's Jason in Maple Grove and a Republican who can't stand Trump. Thank you very much. 651-461-9226. Uh, I, have a grie- <laughs> I have a grievance. Um, oh, years ago on CCO, used to play this bit where this one lady was making a recipe and she'd slowly get drunk. It was hilarious. I haven't heard in years. Um, even if you don't play it, Merry Christmas. You know what? Um, Brad Lane had a similar bit that we played on Thanksgiving where it was like, yeah, it was Julia Child, and she's slowly making this turkey, and she every step of the way she starts drinking a little whiskey. And she gets schlockered by the end of it. Uh, this, here we go. Those white plastic um, bollards over Minneapolis streets that are blocking traffic everywhere. What is wrong with the clowns and the city council? Those are in place. Now, you can disagree with them all you want, and if you're a, you know, a commuter who's driving into Minneapolis, you probably are a little disgusted with them. But that is the effort by this zero vision, I forget the name of it, vision zero or whatever it's called, to try to eliminate pedestrian deaths. They're making downtown into a more pedestrian-friendly, bike-friendly town at the expense, and they're not shy about it, at the expense of vehicles. So, yes, they are making it more difficult for vehicles to get around downtown because they want more people to walk and ride their bikes. Uh, frankly, it should be a little more balanced, I think, because if you still want a vibrant downtown and people working downtown, they're by and large still many of them are driving cars downtown. So I'd be easy with that balance. Uh, we'll keep the string going uh, all throughout the show. 651-461-9226. Uh, Tim and Niswa, did he just call? Is Tim still on the line there, Chris? Is Tim? Yep, he's he's still there. I love Tim and Niswa. Tim, go ahead. What's your grievance, buddy? <laughs> hi, Adam. Hey, Tim. Well, I'm, I retired from teaching, and now I'm driving medical transport van. Oh, man. And here we are in 35 below zero wind chill, and I sat behind somebody with a disabled person in my vehicle yeah. while somebody sat parked in drop-off at a clinic oh. for an hour and five minutes. What? I didn't make my person wait that long, but I... Then opened up the back hatchback to bring them into their medical appointment. And with my hatchback open, somebody pulled up close enough behind me that I couldn't even lower my handicap ramp. Are you kidding me? Come on, people. The the inconsiderateness of people in a van well marked and with a hatchback open where you can see the ramp. And then other people that will sit in a drop-off loading and unloading a patient zone for an hour and five minutes, that vehicle sat there, and it was an able-bodied person who walked out and got oh, in the van man. and drove, or vehicle and drove away. So there's my airing of grievances and my feet of strength <laughs> is pushing somebody in a chair through four to six inches of drifting snow to get them into their medical appointment on time. God bless you, Tim. We need more people like you and less people like the clowns who block your... (laughs) Come on, everybody. Let's go. This is the (laughs) holidays. I mean, we should be 
uh, you know, generous and we should be considerate all the time of the year, but of all the times of the year, this time. Tim, uh, God bless you, man. Thanks for calling in. Stay safe. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, one more call here before we take a break. Scott is in Minneapolis. Go ahead, Scott. Hi, Adam. I love the show. I just Thank want to you. wish everyone at WCCO happy holidays. And I, I was driving, so I couldn't reply right away to that person that text about uh, what you got uh, kind of uh, mad about. Yeah. And I don't blame you. And you just got to remember, keep in mind that these people also, after Donald Trump lined up in the national stage, belittled, mocked, and totally ripped and made fun of a severely handicapped person. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that would crush his election right there. They all, how many 40-some million lined up to vote for this guy. Yeah. So just remember who you're, who you're talking to. And on that side, I get and just it. remember there's a lot of good people, and you and Jordan and everyone else are not. So so uh, keep up the good work. I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for the call. Merry Christmas, man. And Merry Christmas. Thank yep. you. Yep, that's Scott uh, calling in. All right, 1233, a little behind here. We'll take a break. we got traffic, weather coming up, and um, I want to revisit a topic that Jordana was talking about at, because we were going to talk about this too. Would you charge people coming over for, for, for your Christmas dinner? Would you would you be standing there or give them a bill after it's done? Uh, it's happening. We'll get to that next. Welcome back. That's the uh, Christmas vacation theme song. Adam Carter in for Chad on this uh, December 23rd. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you're uh, warm and safe wherever you are. Well, now, one of the uh, more famous scenes from the Christmas vacation movie is the dinner, of course. You know, when... The turkey is there, and Clark cuts it open, and it's totally evaporated because it's been overcooked. And then people pass around the food. Well, we bring up the Christmas meal or the holiday meal for this reason. Did you know there's a woman across the pond who's charging her guests, including family members, for Christmas dinner? Uh, This is an article about Caroline Dudridge. She's only given up grub if you're spending the catch. The 63-year-old demands an upfront payment from everybody, even her grandkids, and insists she's teaching them a valuable lesson. Speaking to the BBC, she says, if my family members don't pay by the 1st of December, they're not coming. By the 1st of December? Yeah, this isn't like uh, cash show up. You've got to pay uh, uh, weeks in advance. So this isn't like a cover bar at a charge. You know, No, you, this is her like, family. Wow. Uh, the current economic climate isn't really anything to do, uh, doesn't have anything to do with Caroline's decision. So you might be thinking, well, you know, of course, it's inflation. You didn't see how much food costs. Why not chip in? But she says she's been uh, charging her family for the past six years. I don't allow late payments, and the kids know it. Some complain about their bills and other costs. I simply tell them, you're going to get uninvited. Everyone pays up. Any chance you could do that? Any chance that you could charge family members, whether it's before or after the meal? I don't think so. I mean, you can, but no, I'm sorry. You're not charging people for Christmas dinner. Would, no. you, would you do it? I mean, if, if... No chance. I mean, here's... If you can have, like, it's like our Christmas dinner. I bought the main course. Okay. People showing up, I said, bring a, a side dish. And that's kind of the agreement. So they're spending the money on the side dish. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of working out. And even my mom has said, well, do you want some money for, because uh, I'm cooking prime rib. It's not cheap. 
Um, <laughs> but that's kind of it's Christmas. I'm providing the meal. And, not- I mean, if 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 you are willing to host Christmas and the gathering, isn't it just assumed that you are going to assume most of the financial responsibilities? I mean, it it just to yes. me it, to me it, it's just kind of implied. Yes. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That's the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Maybe you've done this. Maybe you've. I, are you extreme? I can't believe you're right. The the, the the shocking part of the story, and lots of shocking parts of the story, is the December first deadline. If you miss that payment, you're not coming. <laughs> I love that it's it's, it's December first for something that's three weeks later. I mean, I'd give them like a week deadline then at least, but it's like. I don't even know what we're doing three weeks in advance. Like it's like, okay, well, we might do this, but I mean, our our plans have changed several times. Texter pointing out something very good. I think you'd want to see how the food tasted before you're going to pay for it, right? Yeah, Grandma. I know you know the lefts is good and all, but yeah, but we know how. I mean, we know if Grandma makes good lefsa. You missed the mark this year, Grandma. I'm not paying for that crap. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Any chance you could get away with chart? I mean. It's, I, I brought this up too. Okay, so if I was like a single guy, a young, you know, maybe a college kid who's coming home for Christmas or going, you know, to a relative's house, mm-hmm. and people are pitching in by cooking things, if I don't cook anything or don't bring anything, I would. I mean, you're in college. I would hope that they would not depend on anything from you, but you know, maybe make a gesture like, "Hey, you know, God, this meal was great. Can I throw in a couple of bucks? I know that was expensive. What you what you got there?" But no. You're bringing food over. Um, Clark from Edina, not sure about the upfront payment, but I suppose I could see a little basket for a free uh, for donate for a fee or a donation or something like that. I don't know. Like most families in yours, bringing a side dish should be okay enough. Yeah, Is gratuity yeah. included? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Do you have to tip? Do you have to tip her too, Grandma? I mean, why don't you just have a silent auction while you're at it? You know, everybody brings something that they want to auction off, and you, know, you can. To, to me, it's always been mm-hmm. if if you can, and I say that in jest, if you can bring a side dish, bring it. But I mean, I, I was never like growing up when we went to my grandma's. Even when I was out on my own, I mean, as grandkids, we were never asked to bring anything. I mean, it was my aunts and uncles, and and I don't know. To, to me, it just seems it seems out of place. I understand, but if you are going to offer to host Christmas then you understand that you are in a financial spot to do so. And we can bring side dishes. We can all bring something together, have it be a potluck sort of deal. But, I mean, char- charging just seems, especially three and a half weeks early, just seems kind of ridiculous. Texter nails it on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651 Caroline is finally getting her 15 minutes of fame on the BBC. She's dreamed about it all her life. The story has hit the jackpot. Probably something to that. Uh, grandma would spend Christmas alone, says a texture. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Grandma. Could be your last one, but you've drawn a line in the sand here with this fee. I'm not paying. For, See, that, there's going to be an updated standard. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and all of a sudden, you know, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Well, then what happens to the food? I mean, so, I mean, I think we're talking about a sequel to, you know, to, to that song. I mean, there's so many problems. Uh, just for kicks, texture says, I'm going to... St- Set out a tip jar to see the kids' reaction. Bravo. I love that. Please film it and send it to us to see how. Just put out a tip jar and just say, you know, see what, hey, a little something, something. Um, text 
No, the young guy from college, or if he's just maybe got a construction job and he's invited, doesn't need to pay, if he's struggling, or if she is, why is it always college? That's my question. Uh, is it a guy that never went to co- As a guy and never went to college, it was always college was the overriding excuse for everything, whether it was you're short on money or smoking dope. I'm in college. <laughs> I'm getting stoned. I'm in college. don't have any money. In that, if, fa- in that case, I'm still in college. This is, this is a pretty good text. <laughs> if I said I'm working out in South Dakota building green bins, um, uh, I got lost. The text, this text system is so screwed up. We need a better texting system because I lost. This is a good text, but yeah, yeah. I think I get his point. We always like say, "Oh, it's the college kids. We got to, you know, we, they don't have any money." Well, either do like people who don't go to college or are just starting out on their jobs. They should ha- get get the same consideration. Uh, food for thought, if you pardon the pun. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Any chance you're charging people for Christmas dinner? Uh, more after this. Adam and for Chad on a frigid uh, Friday before Christmas. Stay tuned. Yeah. Maybe Grandma got run over by a reindeer because she charged for the uh, Christmas dinner. I say outrageous, but uh, Texter Liz uh, points something out here. I mean, consider if you've got, like, a huge family and you've been doing it for years. So Liz texted in on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. Our family dinners are large and expensive. We have the option of bringing an item or discreetly giving the host some money. Some relatives never host or bring an item, so we're happy to take their money. Lots of freeloaders out there. Hosting is very expensive and needed. My elderly relatives appreciate giving money. So there you go. Liz checking in. Well, and we've got a large family, Carter. I, I yeah. come from a Catholic family that's got 12 aunts and uncles. And then, uh, yeah, you, you bring in – I'm the second oldest of probably 50 grandkids, and I'm not even joking. Between, really? Yeah. Between, 50? Yeah. Well, you you bring in, you know, ex-spouses, current spouses, and, and it just sorts – you know, it just sorts of, of snowballs. But, yes, I – it was – my family's – expanding crazy so i i do understand that where if you've got a lot of mouths to feed but at the same time like not everybody goes anymore you know it's like Mm -hmm. some of the 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 gatherings the family gets larger but the gatherings actually get smaller because everybody starts to kind of do their own thing and it's not that central you know that that central thing on everybody's plate if that makes sense uh Here's another text. Think about all the stuff Grandma has given and paid for in previous Christmas dinners in the past. I think it's only fair, especially if she's done getting everything from the meal. I've seen some families buy everything for the meal and have Grandma cook it. Go, Cindy. That's from Cindy. A um, couple people suggesting if you can't afford it, don't host it. Well, that's I'm, I don't know about that because I mean, again, not to make this a downer, but lots of people find themselves in precarious financial situations. Very quickly, and if people don't really know what's going on in your life, again, you never know what's going on. And let's say you host every single year, and it's been a bad year, and maybe you've lost a job and the family doesn't realize that you still want to host, but you can't afford all of it. And that would be it'd be a difficult thing, though, to ask, hey, can we pitch in? But I think if you do that, if you like your family and your family likes you, I think they'd be more than happy to say, let's pitch in and bring dinner to you. My late aunt always paid uh, for most of the Thanksgiving dinner, and we all brought side dishes. I always offered to help her with the cost, but she always refused my offer. In your case, she could just tell guests that if they like to help with the cost, that would be fine. Adam, I'd be better charging for the cocktails. (laughs) I said yes, especially if I was uh, attending your Christmas dinner. Ooh, Adam, I should have bought another bottle of vodka. 
I love the show. If people don't want to host because grandma's food is better, let them pay. Two questions. One, are you going to uh, reciprocate by inviting them back for dinner? Two, old school, but you don't arrive empty-handed. Can you bring something to share? Flowers, nuts, candy, or depending on your culinary or lack thereof talents, offer to contribute a few dollars. It's the thought and the effort that counts, acknowledging the time it takes to cook a big family meal. I agree 100%. Yeah, I mean, I mean there are times where I couldn't, you know, when I was, you know, when I could, I would bring some cookies or I'd bring chips. You know, nothing that I would make, mm-hmm. but to me, it's the effort. It's the thought that counts. It's yeah. it's showing them that you're willing to pitch in. Yep. And I think that, to me, it, it really is more about the gesture than yes. trying to, right. you know, go all out. Yeah, and if somebody brings something, don't poo-poo it, say, you know, hey, here's a bag of Doritos. Where's the turkey? Just be thankful. Yeah, exactly. It's, the, it's being with family that we love, and who doesn't love being with family? All right, 1257 on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, lots of guests of Palooza coming up. Shaletta, uh, i got to get Shaletta's opinion on this. It is Feisty Friday. Chad is not here, but the usual cast of characters is. Shaletta is coming up in uh, just after the news. We'll ask her would she – I see, I think this is totally Shaletta territory. I think she's absolutely charging. Oh, she charged with interest. With interest, and she would make people, I'd say, not even December 1st, she'd probably make people pay by, like, late October. And, and I mean, guess. if they didn't, yeah. I mean, you think about the late payments at right. Shaletta. Woo, man. Feisty Friday, Shaletta Brundage, coming up after the news. Stay tuned.